Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is, our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, and I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast, and that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate, and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off for the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you. Punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with my current mentor and teacher, Miss Erin Claire Jones. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. I was just telling her I feel very lucky and fortunate. I'm catching her right in the middle of our 12-week class, and we just had class yesterday. And each level of the class that I'm currently in is just – each one alone could be a standalone class. I know. So I'm discovering that. <laughs> it's wild. So there are over 100 of us in this class right now, and I wanted to introduce her to you guys because human design was introduced to me probably about a year or two ago. And like anything new, you're kind of curious, but you're like, "Mm, I'll just check it out and see what it's like. But the deeper I get into understanding exactly what it is, my mind is literally blown. And I think any information that we can get to learn more about ourselves is a tool obviously. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel like this has been for me. And it's something I eventually want to offer my clients. I feel like if you know who you're talking to, it's going to be so much easier to work with them. Um, So I just want you to introduce what human design is, and then we'll get into the questions because I feel like I have a bazillion of them for you. Yay. Okay. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're each uniquely wired to thrive. And both in our relationships, but also in our work and parenting in life. And it gives us each our own roadmap. And I think so often we get tripped up in life because we're trying to be a thing that we're not. And human design really kind of returns us to who we are and gives us all the tools to step into it. And like you said, it's so useful to kind of know the designs of the people around you because you will actually communicate differently and like, and treat them differently because you really kind of learn like what support they best need. Honestly, like I look back at so many times in my life where you can say something to somebody and it totally lands and resonates. And the other person, it's like they literally heard anything. So you didn't hear anything that you said. And communication styles are, I think, 
their learned behaviors too, because you see how your parents communicated, how you were spoke to, and then you usually just copy uh, that into your next relationship or your friendships even. Mm -hmm. And sometimes wonder, you know, why, why things are so weird and different for me. I think what came up, we'll just start with yesterday because yesterday was so powerful. I don't even know what week we're on. I feel like it's, it's been a lifetime already, but I know seven, seven, eight, seven. Okay. And, um, there's just something about feeling understood and something about understanding why things didn't maybe feel right your entire life. Like if, Mm -hmm. when someone brought up all the titles, for human design, I was like, oh, I'm definitely a generator or a manifesting generator because yeah. I just go, I do, I run in a very masculine way. I was raised by a mom who tried to be my mom and my dad. And yeah. when I found out I was a projector, I was like, oh, well, this really actually makes a ton of sense. And why, just because I can do all the things, it doesn't feel right and it never has felt right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like the magic of human design is that we often haven't been living our designs because I think there's so much conditioning and we're just like trying to be a thing that we're not, whatever our type is. And I think human design often feels really relieving. It's like, I've spent so much of my life chasing after a way of being that doesn't actually feel authentic. And like, and, and we see the possibility of operating in a way that feels a lot better to us. Um, but I, similar to you, when I discovered human design, I was like, I was, I was behaving like everything but a projector, you know? And so it can be really relieving, but also confronting. I always say just because like, you know, it, it can be confronting that like, oh, we're, we're actually have not been honoring who we are and it's going to require some work and intention to really step into that. Definitely. And I think there's been so many aha moments for so many students that are in the class with me along those same lines, um, Dutch yesterday was actually a great example. Shout out to Dutch. She is a girl that's in our class and she is retiring from um, NYPD. And she was just like this, no wonder I felt so trapped. And then she talked a lot about energy and carrying the energy of all of the stuff that she's seen and been around. And, you know, I mean, even just to drop that down a funnel, I've never been a police officer, but I'm a hairdresser. And touching people all day long and talking to people at length is just, it's a different type of energy. It's very intimate. And while I'm really good at it and creatively, I just, it's, it's, it's never felt like it's my thing. I just happen Mm. to be able to learn a skill. I can talk to people and the hair was like a byproduct of my ability to connect with people. So again, though, feeling like I couldn't quit, I didn't want to let something go, just holding on to this idea that I had to stay doing the same thing in order for what, right? So you're not bouncing around all the time. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, you know, recently learning about all of the ways that projectors meant to show up Mm -hmm. and respond and react to certain things, it's... It, everything I've done is actually right on point for what, what chart has been, the chart's been read to me so far. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's so much more detail because if we can do, if we have what, 12 classes, that's what we've doing two hours, almost two and a half hours of class. Yeah. And I had yeah. a one and a half hour reading. I'm sure there's a ton that I did not get and I'm, I'm learning all totally. the things as we go. So take us back mm-hmm. before you discovered human design. Mm. So I, before I discovered human design, so I discovered human design in 2015. Um, I think that like, I've always been really interested in, and this is like such a projector thing, just in like people and like how they work. And I think that I was always exploring lots of different modalities and drawn to lots of different certifications. And like, I was just like, it was my own journey. Um, and I think outside of that, I 
started, you know, I actually studied um, entrepreneurship in college, specifically impact driven entrepreneurship, and then kind of moved into working for a number of different startups in New York City. And so that's where I was when I discovered human design. I was like on my own personal journey, but it felt so distinct from my work. It felt like I was like in my, it wasn't even corporate because I was in all these like startups. It was a very fun environment. But it just felt like I didn't envision how my intelligence and curiosity around people could translate into a career um, or how like a modality could make sense in a career for me. Um, And so that's kind of where I was when human design landed. And I was not unhappy or unsatisfied, but I also was like, this is fun, you know, but like, I'm not like, I didn't feel like I was like living my purpose. Like I didn't feel like I was living in alignment in all the ways. And I was definitely a bit overstimulated in New York City and just going all the time. I bet. So you're working in the startups, you're doing what you thought you were going to do after you graduated college, this impact driven Mm -hmm. startups, all the things kind of like a go, go life. And then you discover human design, you realize how, you know, maybe you're meant to be living in a different way. How did you decide to go from what you were doing to going all in on learning human design and then teaching and creating blueprint like you did? Yeah, it was, it was so not a journey that I could have predicted. And, you know, as you know, so much of our type, because you and I are both projectors is about being invited into things. And so basically, I was at a friend's gathering in 2015, sat next to a stranger, and he asked to read my human design chart, I had never heard of human design, it was like so new and pretty fringe then. Um, but I was like, okay, tell me everything. Super curious. You know, I love learning about myself as so many of us do. Um, and it gave me this little mini reading and it was so resonant. I was just like, I feel like I've never had somebody put me into words so accurately and also call me out so clearly <laughs> because I have not been operating like a projector. Um, and he actually like ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think that you're meant to do this. And I actually think we're meant to do this together. And human design is not predictive. It wasn't him reading the future at all. It was more him kind of trusting his instinct about it. And so before I even had a chance to start setting the system, he was like, you're meant to do this and like, come and come like be my student, but also like be my partner, you know, like let's build a thing together, Um, which was so wild. And I think I ended up in LA a few weeks later where he lived at the time. And um, he started to kind of showcase or just like reveal to me all the different layers of human design and specifically around human design and business. And it just made sense to me. I was just like, I get it. Like the world needs this. This is like such gold. I can't believe it's like not out there yet. Um, So I actually like said yes before I really understood any of it, which is so hilarious. He was like, how are you trusting this? I'm like, just feels right. It makes sense. I don't really know why yet, but I'll figure it out. Um, so that was kind of how, how it all sparked. And honestly, everything else kind of disappeared in my life. Like I didn't even have to like force it. It was just like all the contracts came to an end. It was like, I moved out of New York for a while. And, um, and then I kind of began this journey building a human design company with my first teacher. And so I did that for the first two years until 2017. Um, and I mean, and then there's a long story and I don't have to talk about all of it, but I ended up walking away from that. It felt a little bit early for human design, started doing another thing in New York and then launched my own practice in early 2018. And so, and started building a very different kind of business, you know, um, and now my husband is my business partner and it's just a whole different journey that we've been on, but I was very much like initiated in the human design in a way that was unplanned. Wow. That's incredible. And going back to that full body, yes, where you like just trusted that it was meant to be the next path. Do you think that's a projector thing or is that an Aaron thing? Or is that like a just, it was just a knowingness because it had such an impact on you? Yeah, I think that like it is, I think, you know, our authority in human design, which is basically a piece that speaks to our decision making 
it basically kind of helps us connect to a way of making decisions that's not super mental. Like none of us are really kind of meant to overly rationalize anything. It's more around like what feels right. And sometimes we connect to that through our voice or by sleeping on things or our gut feeling. But I think for me, there was just like a thing that just felt really right. Like it just made sense to me. And I think specifically it made sense to me in the context of teams because I came from so many dysfunctional teams, so many teams with amazing people and like amazing visions. But I was like, no one is going to work together. And like as somebody oriented towards people and as somebody that became the person ever invented to, I was like, I just don't get why they, why we haven't, like, we don't understand each other. And so I think human design was such an immediate solution to that problem for me. I was like, oh, like, it's because we just don't understand each other. Like there's a way to understand each other in a whole different level and a whole different depth that human design offers. So um, yeah, I think that I, I was in a time where I just trusted. And it was also like, you know, I was, I didn't have like a lot of responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I was just like in a very adventurous time in my life. So um it, it probably is different now if a thing like that came up, you know, but, um, but yes, I think it was just like a knowing that I couldn't explain, but it was very full bodied. And I think that we all kind of access to it. We'll just access that in different ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a, I, I can totally, I get that visceral full body feeling and it's either like a feeling of like a hell yes. Or if I don't do this, I know I'm going to regret it. It's like, it's like the same thing, but it's felt slightly different sometimes. Yeah. And it's helped me make decisions um, without overthinking them too. And, you know, but yesterday in class two, we talked a lot about saying yes to things. I had a lot of centers that are undefined and I saying yes to things and taking on other people's energy. That was one of the things that resonated with me because I'm high energy, but also I think I draw the energy from other people. (laughs) And then when other people are hyped about stuff, I'm like, yeah. And then I get home and I'm like, whoa, no, actually that is a great idea, but y'all go ahead and do that. I'm just going to be here on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild because I think, you know, we've tried to put ourselves in these certain boxes. And when you talk about team, like we speak to mostly beauty professionals, creative entrepreneurs on this podcast. And I'm sure everybody came from some sort of team. That's a lot of times why we feel like we can either do it better ourselves or we're better off being an entrepreneur because that team situation didn't work or we'll go off and make our own team because we had bad experiences in either big salons or bad management. Or, I mean, I've been in, I've been in places where I'm like, something's just off. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times owners of like, they fall into ownership or they think ownership's the next right step for them. Like I did and come to find out, I don't like to manage people. I don't Mm -hmm. like to have to worry about anything but my own business. And it just feels so out of alignment. And then the second part to that is they don't realize that you've got a room full of creatives along with their clients. You're going to have to work the room accordingly. Like you can't treat Mm -hmm. everybody the same. And I think learning learning that early, I kind of was just one of those people that stayed away. I stayed in my bubble. I did my own thing. And I tried to not pay attention to too many other people because I found that I could go to work beginning of the day with no, no real worries. And then if I, if I consume too much in the back room, listening to someone else's bullshit, I, at the end of the day, I'm pissed off. I'm mad for them. And I get home and I'm like, why am I even mad? I wasn't mad about that this morning. You just totally. take on all the stuff. Okay. So both the people mm-hmm. that read my chart were mm-hmm. both projectors. Okay. So I know that you don't have to be a projector in order to teach this or facilitate it or be yeah. a guide in it because we have such a diverse group in our in our class. Yeah. Um, why do you find though that projectors? There's probably a lot of them that are we're if, if we're meant to be the guide that this feels like so powerful to be able to give to people. Yeah, I think that like you know yeah I really do believe that like any type can share human design, but there is a disproportionate amount of projectors. 
And I think there are a few reasons. One is that projectors, like one of their greatest gifts is being really sensitive to and wise about people. Like, it's just like, we're just often really curious. We want to like understand what makes them tick. Like we just like, we're very aware of them. Um, and so, and it's, we're often drawn to systems like human design that helps us kind of like deepen that gift. So it's like human design kind of in the same way that you were like hair is like, I'm doing hair, but also it's because I'm really good with people, not just a byproduct of it. You know, it's a similar thing where it's like human design is just like a different lens through which to perceive people and understand them on a deeper level, which is so much of what we're oriented towards already as projectors that it's like a very natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're often just like really tuned into people. So asking people questions and guiding them, is just like a very natural expression of our energy. So like everyone will do sessions and share human design in really different ways. But I think that so many projectors are just really drawn to human design because it just like allows them to tap into a gift they already have. Wow. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about it and why none of this class made sense to me to take right now. Like I'm in the middle of really like launching my business and doing the things that I'm doing. And I literally, because I've had those two readings, I would look up different people on social. Obviously I found you and I love you post such good content and I love that, you know, I always find something in everything that you post. Yeah. And I just, you posted about the the class and I was like, this makes no sense. You don't have time to do this right now. This is exactly like, what are you going to be a human design coach now? Like, here you go again, Jessica. But the the part about it that spoke to me so much was I love live learning. I love being able to like be Mm. in that energy. Um, I tried to watch a couple classes later because I had to miss two of them. And I was like, this isn't the same. Like I like being in the energy. It is different. And, um, I I just think the more that we can pour into ourselves to learn about ourselves, the more powerful you can be in in anything that you do. Because the awareness piece is where I find that most people struggle. Because I do a coaching business, um, the word coach and even the word mentor, like I – this was kind of shoved at me during the pandemic because my salon was closed. And so Mm. I had invested in a high level mastermind for business, learning online marketing, all the, all the things, right. Because I'd been behind the chair 20 years. I, I just didn't let myself learn any of that. Mm -hmm. And the time came where I luckily invested in that mastermind right before we were all shut down. And so I had already a tiny bit of momentum, but Mm -hmm. I kept trying to push myself into this coach word or this mentor word. And they just weren't landing for me. And again, the one-to-one kind of felt, talking about that felt weird. I was like, I'm business coaching. Like I can't explain how I am. Mm -hmm. And I think trying, I tried to create a course. I tried to create like a group coaching program. And I was like, I'm trying to put myself in a box teaching budgeting and business stuff. And I was like, this doesn't feel right, but everybody else is doing this. Jessica, just do it. I just kept trying to like tough it out, figure it out. I hired Mm -hmm. person after person to help me like write courses and I did not, I just wouldn't show up talking about them because they didn't feel like, right. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so confusing. Yeah, total. And that's often where a lot of us get trapped is we're just like, oh, this thing worked for them. Like I'm going to do the same thing, you know? And I think that like human design just reminds us that we're meant to do things so differently. And I think as we talked about, so last night's class was really around areas that were meant to be more fluid and also where we're really sensitive to others. And like, as you discover, you're meant to be like really fluid in your identity. You know, you're not really meant to put yourself in a box and be like, this is what I am. It's more like, oh, this is what I am today. And it's what I am tomorrow. And like, this feels authentic now. And so it's just like, it's such a different way of expressing yourself in the world rather than trying to kind of like artificially niche yourself down into a box that you're like, that doesn't feel like me, you know? And so there's just like a lot of freedom to be like, 
to just trust that we will find the most success in our business and our lives. And we just like honor our design and do it in the way that works for us, even though it like might make no sense to anyone else. Okay. If you are listening to my podcast, you are understanding that Aaron has said that it's okay for me to be a different person every single time you turn this podcast on. And that's exactly what I do. Yeah. And, and as I've shifted, because I've been a hairdresser, yes, since I was 19, but I've also done personal training. I've also competed in bodybuilding. I've also, you know, had a bunch of other side things that I've fallen in love with and that I've allowed myself to do. But people always make comments like, oh, you're doing that or, oh, you're not doing that anymore. Like it was so mm -hmm. bad or weird or why would you take on more? And it, it just, nobody ever understood it. So mm -hmm. I would stop talking about it. And mm -hmm. so even now, as I'm trying to transition away from being behind the chair, even I'm just, I'm down to one day a week. But, you know, you get that resistance from a my clients who they don't want to have to find somebody else. And and then people that are like, why would you leave a six figure career to go? What are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. Podcasting? Like, it doesn't make sense to anybody. And I've just I've, I've been at a loss for words to like, just explain it anymore. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't have to explain myself to you guys anymore. Um, the feeling bad about letting other people down, that's dissipating a little bit. But that's real. Yeah. That, that's really real. For me. Yeah. And I think that like, it's, it's hard to sometimes feel like our path doesn't make sense to other people, but like it often does looking back where they'll look and they'll be like, okay, maybe it didn't make sense, but like Jess is thriving and like, this is amazing, you know, but I, I'm so glad you're trusting yourself in that way because like you are so very much meant to just follow the path that feels right. And the path that feels the most authentic in the moment. And it can feel really confusing because you're like, I'm walking away from a thing that is successful, but it doesn't actually feel like the most aligned me right now, or at least consistently. Um, and so I'm just glad you're doing it. But again, it can be hard because I think that like none of us, you especially just like not really meant to kind of be put in any box and actually so much of your design is just around being like, I, and you probably discovered in the profile class with the four one, but you're like, I am just here to go my own way and like not overly adapt or be impressionable. Like I'm just here to like go with what feels right to me and like trust the right people will align with me. Like, you're just like, you're not here to be very adaptable. You know, you're not here to kind of like really try to like adapt your path to like meet the needs of everyone around you. Like it's so about like what feels right to me and to trust that fully. I mean, you guys, if you're listening and you were told something along those lines about how you are meant to show up. Like how empowering is that? It's so empowering to know that even just you saying, I'm not meant to be adaptable. Like, I'm like, wow, that feels so like, oh, really? I'm not like, I should, shouldn't I try to be a little bit though? Like, you know, because we're conditioned to make things easier for other people or go with the flow or be a good girl yeah. or whatever the case might be. And you know, I, I tell the story about the podcast when I started it, obviously I was, we were in shutdown and I had the time and the space and I was like, okay, just go do it. And the words beauty inspire beauty was from a networking group I had had with the hairdressers and the name kind of just stuck. And I recorded the first few episodes and my audio guy was like, you need a name for the podcast. He's like, why don't you just call it that for now? He's like, you can always change it later. So I recorded probably up to about 40 episodes and I started having a lot of resistance around doing the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with like, why can't I, I can't just turn on the, like you all love to talk, just go talk about whatever. And I realized that I had put a definition around the word beauty and mm. the fact that I called it beauty inspires beauty. I'm like, you are a little crass. You say how you feel like you don't really have a filter. That doesn't sound beauty. That doesn't sound feminine. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there's only one way that this is going to be a long-term thing is if you start to be yourself and just show up unapologetically mm -hmm. and allow for whoever's supposed to find you to find you. And since then, boom, we're like at 135 episodes now. And it's, wow. it's so crazy though, because sometimes we have to give ourselves that permission. And I feel like learning 
more things about myself human design has given me that um, like permission I guess you know it just helped me understand myself a little bit better so can we tell the listeners a little bit about the different um designs just so maybe they can get a little more curious yes so in human design there are five different types and the type is such an important piece of our design but as Jessica's discovering it's just the first piece it's like class two you know and then there's so much more um, but it's, it's definitely where I recommend that you start. And so there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Um, if you'd like to look your type up, you can at humandesignblueprint.com. It's going to look like a crazy looking chart, but what you want to look at is like the title. So manifesting generators and generators are the majority of the population. And these are people that are kind of our doers, the ones that have such tremendous energy to kind of build and create and make things happen. And what's most important for them is that they're deeply lit up and satisfied by what they're doing. When they're like on fire and excited, it basically kind of spills out and lifts up everyone around them. And a big lesson for both of them is boundaries because they have all this amazing energy. People are like, can I use it for this? Can I take advantage here? And like just having really strong boundaries and really saying yes only to what feels like a full-bodied yes. Um, manifesting generators specifically are often quite multi-passionate, might like moving their energy between a number of different things, not really here to have a super linear career, um, and also are gifted at making things happen very fast. It's good to have people around them that help them in the step-by-step. And generators really carry such a potential for just like mastery, this like steadfast commitment, this beautiful capacity to kind of bring ideas to life and really dive deeply into things. And the last piece that I would just share is that for both of those types, their strategy is all about letting things come to them. So waiting for things to kind of spark their gut feeling before they go after to make something happen. Clear? And then we've got projectors. Projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. You might find as a projector, your energy with the ebbs and flows. So kind of allowing space and rest and ease into your days is so important. Like you being like, I'm in the chair one day a week, you know? Um, and that's not always feasible at first, but I just think knowing there is a limit and, and really getting clear and making sure there's enough time for input as well. It's not just output. And as we were sharing earlier, there's such a natural wisdom around people you know, such a natural curiosity around people. Often projectors discover human design and then they're like, what is the design of everyone in my life? I must discover. That's how I'll learn, you know? Um, they're often really good at asking the right questions. So it's not surprising to me that like being, having conversations with their clients and being in the chair in that way is really natural for you. Um, projectors tend to love systems, anything that kind of helps them better understand people and how they work. And they're often just pretty innately wise and super perceptive. And so a big lesson for them is that their gift is not in how hard they work or how much they do. It's really kind of in their perspective and how they see and their strategy. And when I say strategy, it's basically around how to create the most aligned opportunities is really around waiting to be invited in and waiting to feel recognized. Um, so they're really kind of meant to invest their energy in the people that make them feel deeply seen, invited in and recognized for who they are. Um, and it's good to kind of share themselves with the world so the invitations can come, but they're not really meant to initiate or chase. So good. Clear? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and you said when you discovered human design, you felt like, how did it feel to learn that I'll talk about the other two, but like, how did it feel to learn that you were a projector? and discover that it made so much sense and it almost made me feel like i could drop my shoulders and be like oh i don't have to keep doing that anymore um because even though i can do it it's not giving me the same results or the same feelings or the same you know whatever that i would assume it would for someone who's meant to be a doer um and i think the confusion around waiting for the invitation 
versus putting yourself out there to create opportunity to be invited. Um, that explanation yeah. really resonated with me because I have no problem walking into a room, smiling, making eye contact and being available, but I do mm -hmm. appreciate like an invitation into a conversation or I've learned that I don't have to speak up first. Um, I yes. don't have to have the last word. <laughs> I, you know, I felt like I always had to say something in order to contribute and you know yesterday's class really again resonated with mm. me when it came time to you don't always have to say something yeah. you know wait till powerful yeah it, it is and it's ironic that i now have a podcast because i get to be a lot more quiet today i'm obviously fired up because i'm just so yeah. like this is so yeah. good <laughs> and it's affected me so much normally i like feel like i really push the speaker or the whoever the guest is to talk way more but I think having an interactive conversation about this is powerful yeah. um, because the more, again, like we discover about ourselves, the more it'll unlock things and make it make, make things make sense, but also allow for the ease and flow. And the word peace just kept coming up for me in breath work mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. I just want to feel at peace with like my decisions, my life, mm -hmm. um, my overall relationships, everything. That was just the word I was searching for. And it was because I was trying to force everything yeah. um, for fear that if I didn't try really hard or if I didn't suffer a little bit, then I was doing something wrong. Yes, totally. Totally. You know, and I just think that it's really, I feel like we find so much more peace when we don't resist who we are. You know what I mean? And there's so much resistance when we're just like, I'm going to try to become this thing. And it's not that like that thing is wrong. It's just not for me. Right. And so like, I do think there is so much peace and relief to be like, I'm just going to do it in my way, you know, and that's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah go ahead. People say to me all the time, like, you're killing it or you're doing this, that it looks like so, you know, and I'm like, it does. Like, I'm always still so blown away that like anything that I do mm. has that kind of effect on anybody else. And there's a part of me that jokes all the time. I'm like, why well, don't I have any haters yet? So I must not be doing yeah. it quite right. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not there yet. I think I need people to talk shit to me, but I think it's my ability to deliver information in a very like open understanding non-judgmental way like you also mentioned yesterday like we just have a ability as projectors to understand people mm -hmm. and not judge them in the sense of you know right right or wrong like we just yeah. kind of get it mm -hmm. which I could never totally. explain that I could never like put words to that yeah yeah and it's just like it's nice to be like oh that's a gift that I can just lean into like there's nothing to run away from there yeah so cool. So then we got manifestors and reflectors. So manifestors are really here to be the disruptors, the innovators, really good at kind of initiating and getting things started. Not really here to do all the doing, like often to like get a thing off the ground and then kind of like hand that thing off and move on. Um, they are people that tend to thrive with a lot of freedom, autonomy, and control, not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. Um, their energy can be very spurty where they can make a lot happen over the course of a couple hours, couple days, couple weeks, and then need to kind of pull back and take rest. Um, and they've got this very kind of powerful and provocative energy, you know? And so it's important to kind of really step into that and not resist that. I think a lot of manifestors I've sat with have been like, I've got to sit back and like ask for permission, but like so much of their gift has been like, on me big, not for everyone, but like the stronger I am and how I show up, the more I will make myself available to really impact the right people. And their strategy is all about initiating and making the first move. So kind of trusting themselves enough to be the first. Um, and also about informing, which in the language of, in the world of human design, basically just means keeping people in the loop and kind of letting people know what you're going to do before you do it. 
The final type is a reflector. This is really rare. We're so blessed to have a number of reflectors in the class because it's so nice to get their perspective, but they're about 1% of the population. Um, and they are our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. And so you really get a good sense of the quality of a team or community or a society um, just by how a reflector is showing up. And so, you know, we all have to be really ruthless about our spaces, I would say for you in particular, but I think reflectors really have to be such ruthless curators of like where they're spending time and who they're spending time with, because they will take it and magnify that energy within their own bodies. Um, they're super fluid. They're going to have days where they feel like projectors, like generators, like manifesting generators. And their job is to just honor whatever feels like them that day. And they have such a gift to kind of for seeing and sensing things that most people miss. So it's good for them to be in places where that perspective is really invited in and that gift is really recognized. Yeah, we do have a handful of them in the group. Um, yeah. What was the, the girl with the bangs? Was she a reflector at the end that talked? She shared her about not wanting to be here. I was a very deep share. I don't want to bring a name into it or whatever, but I remember she, I couldn't remember what oh, she yeah. was. She's a projector. She's a projector. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was such a deep share that she yeah. shared with the group and it, you could just tell that she felt so empowered knowing how she was meant to show up and yeah. how, w what was meant to be important and what wasn't. And um, I think, I, I think I'm always confused, mm -hmm. I guess, when, people are resistant to learning about things that are not normal let's just say spiritual practices like they talk about or like religions or whatever I've had people be like oh I don't want to join that class because I don't understand it like yeah. as if it's some you know, witchcraft Everything. or yeah like it's not it's not a personality test it's yeah. it's not it's not a you know it's it is what it is and mm -hmm. can you talk us through how this was even created or where this even came from like who designed all of this yeah and it, it is a good reminder that like and i haven't had many people like this but like not clients but i've had people be like oh i don't like i had a family member I'd be like i don't want to know it's just like don't tell me and it was it's just so interesting because i feel like you know what i always remind people and we talked about this in the first class is that like it's a tool, take it or leave it. Like you can listen to a thing and be like, I don't like that. I'm throwing it away, you know, and that feels amazing. I want to take it in, which is generally what happens. But I think that like, I, I don't totally know what people are scared of. I think maybe it is a fear around just like hearing a thing that they don't align with or whatever it is. But like my experience with human design is that as long as people are open to change and open to growth, then like, it's an amazing system for them, you know, regardless of whether they have been mystical or woo woo in the past. I think that um, if people are really resistant to that and they're like, I don't want to shift anything, then like not the system for them totally. because it's going to like both call you out and give you permission in all the ways. Um, and so human design has been around since 1987. It has a very mystical origin. And I always just have to kind of remind people, especially my corporate clients that like, it's a wild story, you know? Um, but the idea, basically what happened is the founder of human design, his name is Ra Uhuruhu. He's no longer alive, but he was walking home one night and heard a voice and the voice said, it's time to work. And it was kind of a voice that came from like somewhere much beyond him. And so for basically eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system meaning he just kind of received all this information. And then he spent the next 20 years building it out. And the way that he received it was very much like, this is the first system of its kind. It's a combination of so many old mystical practices like astrology and Kabbalah and the I Ching with like genetics and biochemistry and like quantum physics. And it kind of just like, gives us a blueprint to how we operate in a way we've never had access to. Um, and it's a pretty wild story, 
but it is really interesting because human design is so specific. Um, and it also speaks to so many unconscious parts of ourselves that it is definitely not a system that came from us observing people, you know? And so like, but again, I always just like have to preface that like, this is wild and this is a crazy origin story. And I think that's a approach that I really use in my business is like, when I share with people, it's like, I'm not trying to convince you whether it's true. Like, I think what matters is if it's, if it's useful. And I think that like what I hear over and over again, is just that it's so useful. And I just find that the people that are actually the most resistant to it, the ones that are like, screw this, I don't want to believe it, are the ones that tend to resonate with it the most. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like, Aaron, I don't know how you could know this all. Like you might've been reading my journal. Like, have you been following <laughs> me around? But they're like, as much as I don't want to believe it, because like, I don't believe this stuff. They're like, it it has helped me make sense of my life in such a new way that I need to understand everyone in my life now. So it is, it's just like, and I think we've explored this and we'll explore more. Like, I think that it's about how we present it. Like my goal always is to present human design in a way that doesn't alienate people. That doesn't feel dogmatic. That doesn't feel like I'm trying to convince them of anything. And it feels so much more open and then they get to choose how to engage with it. And at the very least, it gives us a really cool framework to be like, how do we all operate? And what feels good? I'm like, oh, we all operate differently. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, any new coaching clients that I take on in the future, once I understand more of this, um, and even before I think I understand, I'm going to ask for all of this information so I can pull the chart like you did for me today, just Mm -hmm. to see who you're talking to, because what I've discovered in just three short years of coaching one-to-one in business, because I work for that mastermind I used to be a part of, and um, on my own with the beauty entrepreneurs is what people usually come to you for in coaching or what they're drawn to you for is generally like just a surface level thing. It's always so many layers mm-hmm. deeper. And so I didn't go to school for intuitive readings. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to school to be like, a, I'm not a high level coach. I don't claim to call myself any of that. I just have my worldly experience of being in the industry, having a startup, opening a salon, just the things. But yeah. in order to understand the person, like, it's, it's so interesting that like, I can start to peel back the layers, but if I had more tools to understand that person, um, I could really tap and tune in more to what they're saying, um, and hear the right things versus just like actually just listening to what they're saying versus what I think they might be saying. So Mm -hmm. the, the tool for me and the reason why it was a full body. Yes. When you posted this, like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I'm like, this is a little high ticket for not knowing what the heck I'm doing. Um, but it just feels right. I, I, I feel like she's not maybe going to do this again anytime soon. So yeah, I got to get true. in here. Yeah. Um, and without a doubt, like every single class, my, my brain is just like, oh, and so glad. In, for me, I'm getting so much out of it. It feels like a combination of therapy, um, yeah. of being completely seen and heard and understood. And I actually got to share yesterday for the first time. And I had like 10 people from the group message me on Instagram. I had several people write me in the comments. Um, just like, thanks for the beautiful share and just, you know, we should connect and whatever. Oh, I can't wait to hear the podcast. Um, so it was so great because again, you know, you invited us to, to speak and it finally yesterday I was like, okay, one of the undefined centers we were talking about, I started crying and I'm like, wow, this is like powerful stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think the really cool thing is that we're all human. And so Mm -hmm. though these designs are different, there's so many things that are the same throughout just all of us. So we're all connected at some level. And that's why I think some people resonate more with things that you say, or they don't. And I love the over 
like eagerness of the group that's like, well, what about this? Or I don't feel like this. They want to, <laughs> they want to really fucking know. They want like the blueprint, the literal blueprint. And again, you got to just take things like this as, you know, take, take it or leave it. Can it help you? Totally. Can it help you understand something about yourself or other people in your life? Of course, I looked at my son right away and my boyfriend and my best friend. Oh. And my boyfriend's a manifesting generator. My son is a generator and my best friend is a um, manifester. Wow. All make sense. They all fully resonate with all of those things. And I'm so grateful that I have these tools because Aaron walks us through, if you have a child that is one of these designs, yeah. how to best like parent. And I'm like, yeah. this is the parenting book I actually want to read. Like, yes. because yeah. I remember now as a projector, being told specific things that didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and if my parents had only known that I was a projector, they could have handled things so much differently or spoke to me in a way that would have made me maybe want to do the things or not do the mm -hmm. things, you know? So they're just, it's incredibly powerful tool. So thank you for creating this course and bringing this to light. Um, can you tell people about the blueprint, the guide that you yeah. have available now? Cause you've, I've read on that. You've, there's been 20,000 of them printed and sent How out. Crazy oh my God. You're like McDonald's. We're about to hit 20 billion here. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, it's been such a labor of love. Um, so the blueprint book is kind of like the, um, core of what we do, you know, and, and this is like what we've, the thing, our business has been like so much around simplicity. I think it's so tempting to be like, I want to launch all the offerings, you know, and I've wanted to do that many times. But my partner, thank God for him, has really kept me on track um, with once, which is not the right approach for everyone, but it's really worked for us. So the Blueprint book is a 55 plus page guide all about your unique design. So it's like basically a personalized book and map to you. No two are the same. And it kind of walks you through all the key pieces, um, but in a really empowering way. You know, people don't need to be familiar with human design. It's more like you make decisions like this. This might be a challenge for you. This is a gift of yours, you know, and it just helps you understand like how to find flow in your life using your design and how to actually apply your design. Because what I find is most people with the exception of the people in the course don't want to learn human design. They want to be like, what can I get from this to use it in my life? And so like, I think it's really meant to be a resource for all these people and to kind of really be your entry point into human design. Um, that's at humandesignblueprint.com. I'm hoping it, happy to create a discount code for your audience if you would like. Oh, you want that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Can Is I just be an word? affiliate? I just want to be a permanent yeah, affiliate. Yeah, 100%. Kind of... Okay, we'll done. Affiliate. Okay. <laughs> Sponsoring Easy. the podcast. That's it. Done. Yeah, Game great. over. Done. Okay, perfect. I know we literally <laughs> just launched our affiliate program. Perfect. Okay, perfect. so tell me what you want the discount code to be. Um. Well, can it be Beauty Insiders? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Beauty Insiders. So beauty Insiders. And then whatever you want to add to that. Um. Because I just launched a personal branding membership um, called the Beauty Insiders membership. And inside of that, like I just want to keep pouring in resources and tools and um, obviously want to offer this discount to the podcast listeners who are listening. Um, yeah. But the members in there too are really, you know, trying to develop their strong personal brands. And I've been talking more and more about that on my podcast mm -hmm. because I've now a hundred and something episodes it was so nice of you to say yesterday that I'm not meant to niche down, niche, niche, yeah, whatever. Relief, right? I was like, okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I'm like, I have never want. No, yeah. I can talk about whatever I want. And right now, what feels really empowering is developing a strong personal brand so that you can create yes. opportunities because no one ever taught me how to do that. And, mm. you know, I started in guerrilla marketing days. We didn't have phones and flip phones or whatever, you know, when I started and it was all, you went out and talked to people. And now there's the importance of showing up on social media as your true authentic self. People have such a hard time distinguishing like 
what is my authentic self? Like just saying that confuses people. Yes. Because we consume so much that we take on like you know, none of your thoughts are your own anymore. So what does it yeah. even mean to be authentic? And I think the tools in this and learning about my exact design, uh, which you guys can get if you download that book. I mean, if you're just curious and you don't really want to book a reading with anybody, I would definitely get the book because you can sit yeah. with it. Like, did you ever get excited totally. when you would go? I used to go to the stores called The Black in, in San Diego. And it was this like woohoo, dark, you know, they had like all the incense and shit. I was a kid and I was like mesmerized by the store. And they would have this giant birthday book in the back. And I would oh, yeah. go, my, my mom wouldn't let me buy it. It was like $50. And I would go and I would read my birthday every single time I was in Aww. that store. And it was just like two or three pages. And I would sit there and you just try to find yourself in that story, right? Yeah. You're just like, okay, yeah, oh yeah, I resonate with that. Oh, that is so me. Like you just want to find yourself. And I know I'm not yeah. alone when it comes to that feeling of people call it their passion, their purpose in life, whatever it might be. And the tool of learning your design kind of gives you an overarching feeling like that. It doesn't yes. give you the streamlined definition that you're meant to be a poet or an author or a podcaster or whatever, but it allows for you to find yourself enough that mm -hmm. you have the permission to ebb and flow in your design. So um, thank you so much for that discount code. Oh, and um, I'm going to order one. I know somebody who just yeah. had ordered one, but honestly, like, I, I know this is a lot of work and energy to hold. Like, how did you finally decide that you wanted to create this live course? You know, it's a great question. I think that like I've been wanting to teach for a long time. Um, and I think I've been asked to for a long time and I've taken so many courses, you know, and I always just felt like there was like a thing that was missing and I was just so excited to kind of apply that. Um, I think it was being pregnant. Like it was, you know, we were just like, we always knew it was going to come and we just like didn't want to do it in a silo where it didn't make sense with the rest of our business. Um, and there was just like this amazing confluence of events where it was like, I'm going to do it during the second trimester. Like when I actually have some energy and like, let's just do it. Let's just like get it out there. Like people have been asking for, for so long. And also like, I'm wanting to wind down my readings, you know, and I've been doing readings for, I don't know, seven years now. And so like, I really want to like hand the baton off and like have amazing people in an amazing community to hand it off to. And also to focus like I'm just noticing my energy, like want to move from coaching into teaching. And so, um, yeah. And I think that it just felt like the right time. And it was, it happened so quickly once we decided that. And I think we actually did a survey for our audience. We got like 4,000 responses, which was amazing to kind of see like, what do people want? Do they want like a monthly community? And it was just so clear that people wanted education. Um, so I think that really guided it. And it's just been so, it's been so fun. You know, I'm really learning so much as we go. We talked about this before we started recording, like just like, so there's just so much that's coming from each class. It's like, oh, I see like why this doesn't make sense and what the questions are. Um, but I just feel so grateful to be able to do this before giving birth because it's felt like such a creative outlet and such a nice way. And I'm excited to see how it um, transforms because I think that there's such a need for more practical, more empowering, more accessible human design education. And like, it just is definitely the most exciting thing um, that I can work on right now that feels really good. Yeah, you're like you birthed two things at one. Well, I mean, you you birthed this course, and you're having all of us as your little babies, <laughs> and yeah, we're, the, the questions are like us to like feed us more. Um, and then you're literally going to like have your own little human, which is like the greatest, most amazing like experience you're ever gonna have in your life. Mine just went off to fifth grade this morning, so oh. it's wild, and it's like it's wild, and I feel so like 
lucky for your baby that you have mm. these tools to understand this tiny human because oh my god can't wait oh my god like it shifts the whole perspective of like i don't want to bring a child into this world but but if they could be understood and they could be allowed yeah, to be themselves supported. like oh my god it's so different it's so different totally. than totally mm, my god so thank god for this man and his channel download in 1987 yeah um there was something yesterday i wanted to share with my audience too that you said um that remember remember the one-liner where i was like i want to take that and you said something to the group oh, yeah but the voice uh-huh and it said i have a gift for connecting people to their voice and you know you guys listened to me earlier talking about wanting to really help people develop their personal brand and like that is your brand voice like helping people figure out how to be themselves is really what that felt like to me mm -hmm. and um the deeper we get into this course the more and more i want to talk about it and so i'm so grateful that you created some time today for us to like really give them mm -hmm. the meat and potatoes and if this is a lot for you guys to understand i would re-listen to this podcast episode yeah. i would also order your, your human design guidebook so that you could start mm -hmm. to just like understand it um yeah. because it is a lot there's a you're, lot. you're one of these five but like everybody in your life is one of the five as well and totally. help you understand why relationships maybe didn't work out or why things feel in resistance or why maybe you're struggling to parent your kid because they're so different than you or maybe why you, you and your partner parent so differently um totally. there's so many things that can come from learning this i just i can't like hype it enough um where do you personally, since, I mean, you're such a guide, you're such a teacher, where do you, how do you stay inspired? What inspires you? Is it teaching in these classes or are there certain people that you get your um from? Yeah, I think that, um, I think teaching and sharing is definitely a big source of inspiration. I think that like that brings me a lot of joy. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like, I don't feel like I really have like a big like mentor or teacher right now in terms of where I receive inspiration, but I just feel like from life, you know, it's like, I feel like there's so many, I think like going through the pregnancy journey has been really wonderful. Like, you know, building our home. We have these like two amazing dogs that have been like such a trip. And so there's just been like a lot of like, I think life lessons that have like been happening and a lot of expansion at the same time. And so I think that like, I feel like I'm in a real moment of just like expansion and sharing and growth. And I also know that it's proceeding a real time of pulling back and withdrawing, you know, when I give birth. And so it's just, it's, it's interesting kind of noticing those cycles, um, but it does, it feels like a very inspiring time. And I think sharing human design and really kind of organizing the content in a way that I've never done before has just been such a treat. My gosh. Okay. And so right now I talk a ton of, I'm going to, I know we're running on time, but um, I talk a lot about non-negotiables to my people. I talk a lot about habits, um, routines. Do you have any of those as a projector? Do you find that you have routines that are built in that are just like habits that you, they just are who you are? Yeah, it's, it's so funny because in my design, I have like in, in your design, we're the opposites. Your design is actually so much around ritual and like, and just being like, I needed my rituals, you know, and mine <laughs> is more extreme. It's like, these might be my rituals this week and then next week it could be totally different, you know? So um, but I think ones that I felt very consistent for a while, definitely movement every morning, you know, I think, um, I think meditation for sure. Um, right now I'm kind of in the hypno birthing world. And so like, I think lots of meditation, pregnancy related meditations as well. Um, journaling is so essential. I've been, if people are familiar with the artist way, the morning pages have been so profound. Um, 
I live in the woods. So kind of being outside and walking outside has been a big one. Um, and also like, I think just like quality time with like my partner and with our animals. And I think like really treating our life as really sacred has been a really important thing as well, because I can just be like, go off and keep working. And that's one of my biggest shadows. So really learning how to create strong boundaries around that and around my availability. But, um, yeah. And I think, I mean, this is not totally a habit, but like, I just think like also like deep connections with friends, like that's the thing that brings me so much joy. So it's a thing that I always prioritize, but yeah, I think the morning stuff is just like journaling, meditating, moving. Hmm. See, we're not so different. Those are pretty much the exact same thing <laughs> I talk about. And I love that you brought up the artist way. If you guys haven't read that book, um, it's amazing. And the morning yes. pages are, somebody gifted me that it was wonderful. And from that, journaling practice of three years, I actually wrote my first book, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. But what's so crazy is yesterday we were, so many chats were going on when we, when you were talking about different things. And, um, I literally wrote the chat that I talked my book out and, my boyfriend was it. like, can you actually say you wrote a book? I'm like, well, they're my, they're my words. I just spoke them instead totally. of literally oh, writing so them. Pen cool. to paper. Yeah. Cause you can, you can voice note things. And, um, I did a whole zoom with my editor and she asked me questions and we went back and forth and she just transcribed it and wrote from oh everything we talked about. It was super yes. empowering because the thought of sitting down, I've heard so many people like, it's so hard. It's so this, you have to have this diligence of practice. And, and I was like, that's not me. And that doesn't feel right. But I know I'm meant to write yeah. multiple books. So yes. I got to find oh, someone who gets my crazy. And I met this wonderful girl. She's like, I'm a ghostwriter. I, this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. And it was like the same full body. Yes. That when I signed wow. up for this course, we talked for about a year. And then finally I was like, it's now or never. And I want to do uh, one. Yeah. And it, it's so empowering. And the book is called the art of unbecoming who they told you to be. And I'm like, this is so, so in alignment with like learning human design for the yes. next couple of books to go with it. I'm like, where did that title even come from? Because totally, it's still, it's just wild. So thank you for creating all of this magic. And thank you for not being afraid to show up and like talk about the things that maybe aren't so, you know, streamlined and are a little bit woo to some people. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's all just meant to be here for a tool to, for you to understand yourself a little bit better. Totally. Um, Take what you want, leave what you don't want. I mean, it's it's Trust that, yourself. E- totally. that easy. Trust yourself. Which, girl, that's not easy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That sounds so simple, but it's not. And it's not. you see people second guess themselves off of this. And again, you've heard, I've said it 92 times now. Um, this helps you understand how to trust yourself. Exactly. It's like on a very practical level, like how to reconnect to and trust yourself. And that's the magic of human design is that like, I can't tell you what to do with your life. But like, I can tell you the tools to kind of drop into yourself to know exactly where to go. Mm. Um, so congratulations on the book. I love that you created it that way. I can't wait to see it. So amazing. And it does feel like human design is so aligned with everything you're creating. Right? I mean, yeah. oh, my brain is exploding. Okay. I did take a few notes because I do know you have a webinar coming yeah. up that if you guys don't know what human design is and you want to understand it a little bit more past this podcast, September 8th, she has a free intro webinar on human design. So you can learn a little bit more. She'll go probably into more depth on that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm in her live class. That's been, it's 12 weeks long. We're on week. Oh, we're going into week eight next week. Yeah. Um, there probably is a wait list because she probably will do it again because people will be knocking the doors down. She had 4,000 people who had interest. last time. So um, I'm sure you can hop on that wait list. Is there anything I'm missing other than grabbing this discount code and getting your blueprint book? Yeah, no, that's all. That's it. And also I share a lot on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones and human design blueprint. And that's as well. If you want to just be like, look up your type and follow along, that's really good. 
It is so fun. I look forward to those posts, which are pretty much daily, if not every other day, if I happen yeah. to miss them. Um, and they're fun to send to your friends too. They're super fun yeah. because you'll read something and it'll resonate with my, you know, my manifesting friend. And I send stuff to the boyfriend who's kind of like, I don't know what this stuff is, but it's kind of cool. So um, cool. Yeah. So it's just such a powerful, powerful tool. So thank you so much for your time today. Of course. You guys, if you love this episode and got a ton of value out of it, please, if you had an aha moment, um, share it on social media. It would mean the world for us to get this info and this podcast out to more people. And again, if you haven't joined the Beauty Insiders membership, that is available at any time to join. It's $25 a month. And we have two week, two monthly calls talking all about how to grow your personal brand. And I'm going to be talking a lot about some of this stuff in there. So um, yay, I'm inviting you in because I like to be invited. And I'm inviting you also to leave a rating and review on Apple or iTunes, please. <laughs> because I want to get your girl up on the numbers. So we will see you guys on the next one. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the badass independent lady boss dreaming out the window. I see you. I get you because I was you. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're sick of trying to fit into the same boring business owner-shaped box as every other stylist and creative entrepreneur out there. Maybe you're more than ready to expand and explore your personal brand. Maybe you're just a little scared to show up as your authentic self and stand out. Maybe you're just curious about how to best diversify your revenue streams and create new opportunities. You know, make it rain. Maybe you're just ready to manifest the life you've always imagined, but you've stayed too busy in the doing. You guys, you know, it's Jess here, your brand and business mentor for creative independent stylists and entrepreneurs and the founder of the Beauty Insiders membership, right? We're going to get right to it. I know how it feels to be ready for more because until a few years ago, I was standing right where you are today, doing everything that everyone else said I should, but never really feeling like it was enough like it was right. I had dreams of starting a podcast, amplifying my voice, writing a book, stepping out from behind the chair and onto the stage, coaching and empowering other creative badass ladies like you to follow their own dreams. And it wasn't until the pain of staying stuck got stronger than my fear of starting something new that I decided to take action. I decided enough was enough. I sought out other like-minded, independent and creative badasses, developed a community focused on empowering educating and inspiring each other to confidently pursue big dreams and ideas to get out of our own way and live a life aligned with our bigger purpose. And just like that, the Beauty Insiders membership was born. The Beauty Insiders membership is an exclusive members only hangout designed with you in mind. So not only is it a place for me to share with you all the golden nuggets I've learned through the process of nurturing a crazy idea into a thriving community, organizing sold out events, hosting soon to be a top rated podcast and building a six figure business with basically a wing and a prayer, but it's a place for you to share your journey as well, because I firmly believe that we're not meant to grow at it alone. This was my membership previously offered at 500 a month, but it's currently available for only $25 a month. And so according to my latte that I paid $10 for this morning, that's less than the cost of a cocktail and appetizer. The doors opened August 1st. If you're joining us a little bit later, whenever you hear this ad on this episode, I challenge you to ask yourself, do you have time? for two monthly calls a month where you're gonna get real-time Q&A with a variety of different industry professionals that I'm bringing on? Do you wanna expand your networking opportunities? Do you wanna be part of a private community filled with other badasses like yourself? Then you definitely need to click on the link and check out what this is all about. I am inviting you personally because I feel like it's something that is so, so needed. And without community, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I would not have this podcast. I would not have a platform that's helping me amplify my voice and get education and opportunities into the hands of people like you. And so for that, I'm so grateful that you're here listening and tuning in. It always means the world when you share this podcast with other people. And I just really want to touch base with you and get to know you more. So check out the link and let me know if this is a right fit for you. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. We're